Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome. This is the Patriots Roundtable, part of the Independence Gang. And I noticed that all of our streams are not working properly, which is probably the best reason for people to start subscribing to multiple platforms, Britt, because I don't know why the heck YouTube's not working right now. All I know is that YouTube, Twitch, and DLive, none of them were working. And I had to re-initialize our restream software. Uh, and that got you uh, DLive and... And uh, Twitch working, but is is YouTube working yet? What's going on? Maybe we got nuked and we don't know it yet. Yeah, Maybe possible. Maybe that's what's going on. Uh, so I don't, okay. Uh, well, um, hmm. well we, we've had a few rocky starts to the show here this week. So let this one be another example of that. Oh, Laura, QAnon, thank you so much for the can. Thank you, thank you, thank you, darling. We appreciate the support. I think it's all working now. It seems to be okay. I, You know, one of the things about this software and this technology is when it doesn't work, it just creates absolute havoc. And, uh, again, we encourage people. Really what we're hoping for someday is that we funnel all of this to one great platform. One place where we can be that ever that'll be reliable 100% of the time, that'll be quality, and that people can go to and know we're going to be there, and we don't have to monkey with seven different platforms when three of them don't work on any given day. Hey everybody, JV here. Please take a minute and consider supporting the program. Our expenses are going up just like everyone else's, and it takes a lot to bring the show to you five nights a week. So we'd appreciate you going to the website, independencegang.com. Click on the Donate tab, or you can just type in independencegang.com slash donate. And spend a minute considering giving us a gift to help us fund our operations here. The Independence Gang is a labor of love, but there are expenses associated with it, and we appreciate your help. YouTube just restarted. Okay, thank you. Yeah, no, I don't know what the heck was going on with YouTube. Who knows? You can't, you can't, uh, you can't guess because you could be suspended, you could be deleted, you could be throttled, you could be a hundred million different things if you're a conservative on YouTube and you never know what that thing is going to be. So, hello to everybody filing in. Tina, we got Mrs. Jr. in the getter chat. Uh, Sandy, Big Barry, good to see you all. Um, I don't know what the volume symbols mean. Does that mean that you're not hearing us? Do we having a volume problem? I don't think so. Uh, but I don't know. Oh, I, which, chat, which chat is that? That's Getter Chat. Big Barry put a bunch of like sound symbols on. I don't know if that means something or he's maybe cheer. I don't know what it means. Uh, hey, Laura, uh, who else do we have over? Uh, that's oh, Intolerant left this. So you can hear us there. Okay. So there's not an audio problem. So that's good news. Okay. At least that's not something we have to deal with. The other thing we've learned, Britt, is that when we, when we start a, a show, it usually takes five to eight minutes before people file in. So if we get into stuff too quickly, people miss the opening material. 
And uh, we don't want people to miss the opening material because everything that we present no. in this program, we feel is important to present. So if we talk about nothing for a few minutes, like we're doing right now, we're actually doing a service to people who, uh, who are arriving a minute or two late. So I feel like we're doing good work here right now. You know what I did notice, though, JV? What's that? Is that um, I don't understand the police. I don't understand why... They have no problem cracking down on the truck drivers, rolling in, arresting them, handing out flyers. But when you go back all the way, you know, to the Antifa riots of two years in a row, that they stayed behind their lines, they wouldn't come out, they wouldn't do anything. They let Antifa run ragged, but yet they're going to come out and arrest the truck drivers. Um, is is that because they were afraid of Antifa? That that they actually cowered behind their lines? They were afraid of Antifa and no. they have no problems. I don't think resting, so. I don't think the police loving. are. I don't think the police are afraid of. People. I do think you're you're onto something there. As just far as the normal course of police business, it's much much easier to pull over a mostly law-abiding citizen and write a ticket and get some revenue for the police department than it is to go into a, a crime-ridden neighborhood and have to flush out a murderer. I mean, clearly, uh, that's an easier job to do that than it is to do the other. However, I don't think that's why they laid off Black Lives Matter and Antifa during the riots and the torching and the protests and the killing and the beating up of people and the and the devastation of why 2020. I think because I think the, I think the well because the politicians told them to back off. The politicians, the Democrat politicians told them to let it happen. Let it burn. It's going to be easier to clean up the mess than it is to go in there and try to stop it. And that's what they did. Plus, there was it was an election year, and there was a political statement being made. So I don't. This this wasn't the police saying we're afraid of that because I don't think the police are afraid. I think the police would have gone in there and done their job, but they were told not to. So why so why do you think that they're going after the peace loving truck drivers? That are, I mean, they have bouncy houses, pancake breakfast. Same reason, the same tub. exact reason that they didn't go after the BLM. First of all, it's two different countries, so you can't compare them directly. However, what you've got in Canada, you've got the uh, um, Ottawa politicians, the city politicians, plus the national politicians in the form of Trudeau, telling them to go in and bust this up, and they're doing what they're told. Yeah. And and and, 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 their, and for as their... and for as much as we can say and listen, I support what they're doing. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not being critical of what they're doing. However, you know they are. They have been engaged in civil disobedience for what two weeks now? How long has this been going on? I think it's a little over a week. Now. They've like shut days, down the like city of Ottawa. They've shut it down. And there are people that aren't protesting, that are trying to do, you know, live their daily lives, and they're not able to because of this. And as I said on the program last week or whatever, are you saying yes or, or wiggling? I can't tell what you're doing. I'm wiggling. Okay. I'm wiggling. Um, as I said in this program, when Black Lives Matter, I remember a couple of times where a bunch of them, you know, walked into the middle of a bridge, and I don't remember which bridge, it was probably several, and sat down and stopped traffic for several hours. I said at the time, the police need to go in and haul their asses off because that's not an acceptable. So I have trouble not saying, you know what, these folks who are blocking traffic doing that they need to be they need to be dealt with. And so I'm I'm torn about that. So I'm just admitting my possible hypocrisy in advance. 
other struggles that you have. But you know, Barney. you know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I don't know what you felt yeah, no, exactly when you saw those BLM yeah. folks sitting down in the middle of a bridge, stopping traffic. I don't. I'm assuming you probably had some of that in L.A. I don't know. Um, oh my God! Yeah, I know they were doing yeah, it in Chicago and you know Minneapolis, whatever. And 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 my initial reaction was, apart from all the other things going on with the Black Lives Matters protests during the time, uh, I said, get those people off the highway. They have no right to be there and, and block the traffic, the people trying to get to and from work and do the. So it's kind of the same thing if we're if we're intellectually honest. So I'm torn about that. I am very torn. I just wanted to get out of you that it's the politicians telling them not to do it and telling them to do it. When, why would you think police. I wouldn't say that? I mean, you don't have to get that out of me. I would have said oh, that. I knew you would say that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I knew you would say that. I've just seen in the socials and in chat people going back and forth, you know. Yeah. It says I've been doing research today and just, you know, the social scrolling. And sometimes I think it needs to be said that the cops are just doing as they're told, which, you know, and sleep with goats at some point. Oh, my God. Uh, Big Barry says, discuss Continental, Continental Congress possible actions. I'm assuming you're talking about uh, the possibility. Who was it that we had on the program that uh, his oh, organization yeah. is was uh, was putting together, what, the Third Continental Congress to meet in Philadelphia? Yes, what was his name? Yeah, we should get him back on. Yeah. That was an interesting Larry, was it Larry no someone? Um, darn yes, it. Larry Leibert. No, um... Oh, someone in chat help us and remind yeah, us because yeah. we're old. Well, I'm old and it'll, I it'll, it'll come back to me in a minute. Trudeau. You know, you're intolerant leftist. You're absolutely right. The thing that would have been appropriate here is Trudeau to meet with these folks. And, and you know, he could have said, listen, and this I've said this on uh, almost word for word on the program the other night. Listen, this thing is winding down. We are going to end mask mandates and we're going to do it by March 15th. Pick a date. I don't know what the date is. We're going to do it by then. What I need you to do is be patient. We need to work together. We need to we need to make sure commerce continues in this country. We need to make sure the border crossings are are effectively effective uh, and and happening effectively so that our economy doesn't crash and the people whose lives depend on that economy don't get hurt. Uh, and I hear you loud and clear, Canadians. I hear you loud and clear and we are working to get this resolved, and by March 15th, it will be. And that probably would have been enough. That probably would have done the job. Probably. Maybe. Instead, he's Maybe. a typical, arrogant, uh, elitist politician who thinks it's my way or the highway, and I'm going to tell you when it's going to happen, and you have no right to sit there and, and, you know, and suggest otherwise. So, but you're right, intolerant. It could have been handled. This could have been over in, in a matter of three days if he had just sat down with them and had a had a meeting with with the people he represents, whether they voted for him or not. I don't know how they. I mean, I assume he got voted in there. I know. Yeah, that would. I don't know how that works up there, but yeah. I, I, well, it is a parliamentary system, so I think you vote for your party, right? Um, and then they fill and pick leadership or something something weird like that. You vote. You vote for the seats for your party, and I could be totally wrong. Someone correct me in chat. The way I believe it is, and we'll see how accurate I am. I believe that. People vote for the party, how many seats each party will get. Then that party structure appoints people to those seats with it. So I don't think you're necessarily voting for a specific person. You're voting for the party in a parliamentary system. Although I will tell you, I was watching some of the British stuff in their parliament where they where they yell at each other and they're in the well and they're going back and forth. I was watching some Margaret, Margaret Thatcher videos from back in the day. Man, she was good. But man, that's a raucous, entertaining yeah. <laughs> setup so, they have. It's there. kind of funny. I think we need more cat calling in ours. Uh, I don't know. I think we've got a pretty damn good system if the people would honor it. Um, 
I was going to say that's the problem. I I I think just to just to follow up on your parliament uh, discussion, I think you vote for your representatives into parliament, and then parliament itself chooses the prime minister, and you know the prime minister is the effective effective president uh, of that system. And uh, I think the parliament chooses that person, but the, but you choose your parliamentary representatives, I think. Hey, uh, Randall, good to see you. Uh, Brian, Victor, I'm trying to... Fiddy, how you doing, buddy? Rebel, good to see you. Gene, always good to see you. Disney ended theirs today. Oh, that's nice to hear. Um, so I'm hoping I'm saying love. Friendly Gator, Wisconsin on. Uh, intolerant, we said hi. Liberty Bells, good to see you. Uh, you know, sorry if we miss names. Sandy, I think I said Sandy Big Barry. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to this possible Continental Congress. What would you like to see come out of something like this, Britt? I mean, quite honestly, just to just to preface this, I don't think we need a new system. I think we need to return to the oh. original intention of the the original system. Uh, that's what I think we need. I think we need to decrease the size of the federal government drastically like to about one quarter of what it is right now return that power yeah, to the states what I would like. return that power to the states as the 10th amendment indicates it should be and take that amount of power and money out of the federal government and so many of these problems that we've talked we talk about on this show nightly disappear immediately they're gone if the money and the power is out of that system what would you like yeah, to see yeah that's basically what I I, we have a damn good document. We have some damn good amendments to that document. We've come a long way. The problem is we have corrupt bureaucrats and corrupt lifelong politicians trying to run a damn good document. It's a damn good document system. So, and the federal government's too big. I think you're right. I, I, I strongly, I, I, if I were king for a week, I would, I would literally disband the entire effing federal government, push it off into the Atlantic Ocean, and let them drown right along with the UN, and we go back to states' rights. And the federal government's job is just to manage our military and make sure that our freeways line up when we're going cross-country freeways, uh, international, uh, interstate freeways. That's all they need to. That's all they need to worry about. Manage the military. Maybe they should manage the border too. Well, I, the th whole country should I think. I think. I think. I think there's more. It. I think there's a little bit more than that. I mean, the, I know you're simplifying it for for ease of discussion. However. The, again, if you go back and read the Constitution, it's very clear what the federal government's role is. And if we stick to that definition, we're fine. The de the, the federal need a Department the, of Education. That's right. That's right. The Constitution doesn't say anything about a Department of Education. Doesn't say anything about a Department of or Energy, Homeland Security, the Energy, Interior. Uh, you know, go down the list. Doesn't say anything about those things. And those things have and all, all federal become behemoths. Lands be returned to the particular states. Yes. Yeah, huge. And all federal land should be returned to the respective Thank states you. that that land is in. Thank you. Victor Victor reminded us it was Larry Clayman was the guest that we had on talking about uh, that the Continental Congress idea. Uh, and Victor he said we're doing it. Brain. We, should, we, should, we should get an update from Larry as to what the progress is on yeah. that idea. Because, hey, John, uh, Banana's in, uh, in our YouTube chat, by the way. Hey, Banana, good to see Holy you. Holy shit. Banana was in New York. I hope you weren't looking for pineapples, Banana. I hope this wasn't a pineapple a expedition. And if it was and you didn't returned. get us video, I'm going to be really upset. Really upset. Banana looking for pineapples. For those that don't <laughs> know in Florida, if you see a pineapple on someone's porch or hanging on their door, it means they're into the swinging lifestyle. <laughs> apparently there's a lot of pineapples in the senior citizens' communities. 
We had no idea. Yeah. We tried to talk banana into going and do a, some field reporting for us. Yep. And try to find us some pineapples and talk to the people. But um, I think he got in trouble with his girlfriend. <laughs> he disappeared from from the sh coming to our shows for a long time after we asked him to do that. So I think you're right. I think he got I into a little in, little bit of the doghouse from that. I think, she, I think she put him in the gimp box. Yeah. I think he got locked up and, you know, was punished for having impure thoughts. Yeah, I think you're right. Wow, uh, how did we end up here? I don't know. This it's such a free form. By the way, uh, I think you said it. We're gonna we're gonna uh, start bringing some guests back onto the program and doing some of the interviews that we've done in the with some of the guests of the past plus new guests. We need to get some information. I do want to talk about something that actually, and it's odd because, and maybe it's just subliminal, but um, the last couple nights, I don't remember when it was, Britt. We talked about Rush Limbaugh a little bit, didn't we? Remember, we had a little bit of a yeah, chat about Rush. Night, well, last night was one year, right? Well, was today was. It's today the one year. Okay. Today's the one year, but I didn't realize that when we had the conversation, and maybe you did. I didn't. Oh. And and we said um, we said that you know we were talking about how what a great broadcaster. I think it was Tuesday we were talking about it. What a great, probably the the, the best broadcaster in the history of broadcast, in my estimation, as somebody yeah, saved AM radio. Who, yeah, saved single handedly saved AM radio, and, and single handedly saved a lot of radio. Period with AM or FM or whatever commercial radio in general. Uh, and, and it turns out today is the one-year anniversary of Russia's death. And again, I didn't realize it at the time. I, hadn't, I didn't realize a year had passed. It. I actually thought he had passed away like around Christmas time. So I don't know. But uh, this is the anniversary. And there and there's a a quote in the article here that I that I thought was cool too because it kind of lines up with one of the things that I believe. You know, Rush Limbaugh was not only the best broadcaster in the history of the of broadcasting, but he was also an unbelievably powerful conservative voice because he could put things in terms that people could understand. But um, Ronnie Jackson, Jackson, who's a congressperson from Texas, said, one year ago today, we lost the best broadcaster in American history. Rush Limbaugh's legacy will never die. Rest in peace, Rush. America is greater, is a greater place because of you. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. I agree with every word of that. So thank you, Ronnie Jackson, for putting it into a way that I can just say ditto, as we would say on Rush's program. You imagine, can you imagine how much fun he would be having right now? Well, that's what I would. That's that's what brought this. the conversation up when we talked uh -huh. about it. Imagine how much fun he'd be having talking about what's happening. Because even during the craziest times of the Clinton administration or the Bush administration or even the Trump administration, it was not as crazy as this from Russia's perspective. He would yeah. be having a field day. He wouldn't be able to keep it to just three hours a day. He'd have to do something else. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, he would. Well, maybe he would venture into the podcast world. But you know what? He was older. He probably would only do three hours a day and just pack it in. Okay. What are you giggling at over there? Oh, I just, I'm reading chat and uh, in our Foxhole chat, Rasta said, it's not pineapple, it's frogs. So frogs is, is now the new, frogs is the new pineapple. Is that what you're saying? And Friendly Gator says, now with the name of Friendly Gator, I'm assuming there might be a Florida connection, but Friendly Gator says, watch out for residents of the villages. They're wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most active senior community living community in Florida, according to Friendly Gator. And yes, thank you, uh, Willie Fix It. Ditto is right. Ditto, ditto heads. Um, dittos. Ditto heads. Dittos. I was a ditto head for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm still ditto. I mean, Rush, Rush was what he was. And man, shaped a lot of my opinions, that's for sure, when I was growing up. Because I started listening to him when I was like 17, still in high school. Yeah. And, uh, Banana, are you saying you actually drove yeah. to Cooperstown, New York? Or are you just saying that to make me angry that you didn't stop and uh, have a chat? Banana wants to call Where's in. Do, do we want to take a phone call? Oh, my God. 
If Banana calls in, <laughs> we're going to talk about inappropriate stuff that's for the bruise, bruise boobs and babies. No, show. there's no boobs and no, no boobs. All right, so uh, Banana, you know the number. Call in. We'll take. But we're only going to talk to you for like no, no more than five minutes because we got to move on to other things. Hey, Jr. Come on, you got the number. We'll take your call, Banana. We'll take your call. Yeah, uh, you know, know. Does anybody else want to call in? Who can we talk to? Yeah, never the, really taken calls from our political chat. Yeah, and I, I was actually thinking of that. Um, I was thinking that maybe Banana would break the ice, and then we can offer the phone number to others if they wanted to call. But uh, I just want to say something about about Rush, though. There are very few programs that, regardless of what I'm doing, if I ha if I had access to whatever it is, television, radio, whatever, that I would make an effort to turn on, and I always would make an effort to turn on Rush's show. If I had access and I could actually listen, uh, I always would turn on Rush's show because never one time did I turn on Rush's show and he was on. I mean, sometimes he had filling guests. Uh, did I feel disappointed? Not once. Yeah, no, I, I never. God, he used to make me laugh too. In, in the early days, he used to prank people with a oh, disqualificator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So people would call in. And I, I can barely hear you. The the signal is. He would tell them they had a bad disgruntificator and they would take their AM radio in to the repair shop. And uh, there's no such thing as a disgruntificator. I don't it's remember like that. It's like a muffler bearing. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Or, or, or no, uh, uh, um, blinker fluid. Yeah, blinker fluid is another one. Or blinker fluid. Yeah, blinker <laughs> fluid is another good one. All right, let's let's uh, let's let's gamble here. Um, Banana, are you here? Yep. All right, what's going on? So you were in Cooperstown, New York. Are you being serious? Dead serious. Wow. I flew to New York to visit my parents that live up in uh, Messina, New York. Oh, yeah, I know where Messina and, is. And I kind of got lost in New York mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I saw a sign that says Cooperstown. I'm like, I wonder if I would run into JV. And... <laughs> Do my little thing there and kind of screw with you a little bit, but I didn't find you. So did you actually look for me, Banana, or did you just drive through and think you'd be able to pick me out of a crowd? How did that How did that work? <laughs> well, I drove into uh, Cooperstown, and I got out of my call. Mm -hmm. I, I bought a call up there in Messina from my parents and um because my truck blew an engine about a week ago so i bought my parents call and um on my way back i went through cooperstown and saw the baseball hall of fame and did you did you go into the baseball hall of fame banana or did you just see it like drive by it and see it I actually went in oh, and nice. saw it. Nice. Good for you. Good for you. So hold on. So wait a second, Banana. So you drove to Cooperstown. You took the time to get tickets to the Baseball Hall of Fame. You stopped your car. You got out of your car. And you went into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So you spent a few hours in Cooperstown. And you never thought to call JV? Well, I don't know if this line is on all the time. QJV. It's not banana. You would never wouldn't. I never would have answered it. So even if you tried to call, sorry, I don't answer. This is only a broadcast line. Well, 
see, JV doesn't love me like he loves you. But had you been in so. our chat before you came <laughs> up here, had you been in our chat before you came up to New York, to Cooperstown, and said, hey, JV, I'm going to be in Cooperstown this day. If uh, if I had been around, I would have met you for a cup of coffee. All right. Maybe I shall make a impromptu flight back to New York and do it. So. Well, I just need a also, little little bit of notice, and then Britt will fly in, and the three of us will have coffee. Yeah, right. and we'll go look for frogs, oh. apparently. Apparently, the new thing to work for, Banana, <laughs> is frogs. <laughs> frogs on the porch is what we're looking for, and then you can take some more photos. That or we, I can fly into Pennsylvania and meet you at Getty School. I love Gettysburg, Banana. You know that. I'm a huge Gettysburg fan. Love it there. Even I mean, I'm a big Civil War buff, so I love that part of it. But Gettysburg itself is just a beautiful little community. Uh, I try to get there a couple times a year. It's one of my favorite places to go. Well, I didn't have – well, Cooperstown kind of ate my time up. Yeah. So I couldn't hit – Gettysburg. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And, and plus flying. I mean, Gettysburg is, is a good six hours from Cooperstown, so it's not like it's right on the way. And if you flew into New York, that would have been out of the way quite a bit. Anyway, anything else, Banana? I got to let you go because we got to move on. But anything else you wanted to let us know about before and, I let you go? And what about that, Bowie? Uh, the alligator man said yeah. about the villages. Yeah. 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 That's true. There are some, it is true. The villages has it's like a sixty-five plus community. Mm -hmm. They have the highest STD rate <laughs> in, in Florida. Okay? There goes that retirement plan. I want no part of that. <laughs> on, on top of that, it's higher than the college, though, uh, Gainesville College. So, yeah. Wow. All right. Just so you know, JR said mm. he would have met you at Stagecoach for coffee if I couldn't. Uh, so, you know, JR is just a man of the people. You know, that's the thing about JR. That's why we love having him on the program. Hey, listen, Banana, thanks for the update, buddy. Make sure you're not a stranger to our chat anymore. People love you there. So, uh, you got to show up more often. Make your presence known, okay? Okay. And one more thing. Yeah. I'm in Texas now. Oh, I live in Texas. You're not in Florida anymore? No. What, did they chase you out of there? What, you you got an, a warrant out in Florida? You had to go to Texas? Is that what's going on? No. Uh, what Brent said about my girlfriend put me in the doghouse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's, my so, girlfriend she might be 5'8", but she has a little bit of Hitler in her if so, you catch my breath. Did she banish you from Florida? Was it that bad, Banana? You got banished? She scares me, okay? <laughs> I hope she's not listening. Is she still your girlfriend or not, Banana? Is she is she an ex-girlfriend or still your girlfriend? There's a reason why they have a country song that says all my exes flip in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know what, Banana? We're on, we're rooting for you. 
We're rooting for you. Start over in Texas. I'm sure you're going to find a new girlfriend there that won't banish you. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But keep us updated, right? We'll see you in chat, Banana. Thanks for the call. Bye. 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 All right. <laughs> so he was in the doghouse to the point he had to move five states away. <laughs> oh, my God. She may be 5'8", but she has a little bit of Hitler in her. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best quotes we've ever had on the show. Oh, my God. That is amazing. Oh, wow. Oh, well, I'm trying to get someone else to call in, but, uh, you know, uh, I tried to get uh, anybody in Foxhole, and I did you put the Friendly Gator to call in because did you put the number? About, I didn't put the number up because I didn't want to, you know. Or, you know what? Screw it. Yeah, put it up. See who calls in. You know, we're just going to, no producer, blindly take some calls. This could be Yeah, dangerous. this is always scary when no we do this. This is always scary yeah. when we do this. I hope that's the right number. I've been I mean, using it But so I long. did get a Baba Booey in, so as much as I don't like uh, mm -hmm. Howard Stern anymore, mm -hmm. he's a leftist. Yeah, he's a leftist. Knee-bending bastard. But, uh, but Gator said she's too shy for us. I don't know how anybody that listens to us and is, 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 <laughs> and is active in our chat is too shy for us. Uh, Laura told me the same thing. She wouldn't come on. She's too shy for us. They're, they're afraid of us. Shy? Are we that intimidating? No, I just think. Are we that intimidating? I mean, or are they just not like us? I, I just think we're, like too, to we're, we're too unpredictable. I think that's the problem. There yeah. Could be problems. Yeah. Somebody yeah, call in, Laura. Call in. We're, 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 it's open it. lines call tonight. that number. I've got a few stories I wanted to talk about, but nothing pressing. So uh, call in. You can call in and talk about Rush Limbaugh, or we can move on to the next story and maybe call in and talk about that. Either way, you know, whatever. You can do whatever. Um, I want to talk about this with you, Britt, because this is a little upsetting. Oh, boy. A lawmaker in California okay, has... Okay. Yes? What? I can't do these I can't do these puppy dog, animal, a Sarah McLaughlin song. I will start crying. Don't play sound with this. Thank this you. has nothing to do with that. Okay. <laughs> Although, it's good to know if I want to make you cry, I know how to do it now. Uh, no, a, a, lawmaker yeah, in, bad. a lawmaker in California is has introduced a Bill of Rights for cats and dogs. Now, listen, folks. I have a dog. I'm on my fourth lab. I have. I love labs. Uh, I've had, this is the fourth one. This one's the most challenging one I've ever owned. But uh, the thing about, uh, well... When they start being equated to humans, I start to have a little bit of a problem. That's where I diverge. I don't think anybody should mistreat animals. I don't think anybody should uh, abuse, whether it's dog, cat. I don't care what it is. Any living creature. I don't I don't think that's appropriate. Um, but I also don't put them on the level. it's a really mean animal? I don't put them on the level of humans because they're, they're not humans. You know, they may have their own consciousness they may have maybe they have their own souls i don't know what i think about that i've talked about it plenty but they still they just aren't human uh so when you start talking about a bill of rights for dogs and cats i i i'm not quite there especially in california where you have you know that legislature could be dealing with things like the homelessness problem like the forest management problem that's creating wildfires all around the state, like the power grid problem that is causing rolling blackouts. Instead, they're focused on a bill of rights for cats and dogs. Yeah, they're crazy. They're crazy people there. I mean, they, 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 the PETA types, the people, I mean, look, I built catio. Somehow you keep getting softer, and and I don't mean I mean volume wise, it gets lower and lower. Oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> and, whoa, and you, whoa! I need whoa, some whoa. consistency out of you. I don't you. know how turn you up, know that on turn, the other side of the country. Turn up your output, 
the output knob on your compressor. Output is what I want more of. Okay. Sorry, I gave you three clicks. Is that better for you? That is much better, Does that yes. that make you happy? Yes. Does that make you happy? Um, I don't understand. I don't understand uh, wanting animals on the same level as humans. Um, because let's be honest. Have, has anybody ever actually taken the time to watch National Geographic or uh, uh, Life on the Serengeti? Animals are brutal to each other. I mean, they eat each other alive. Literally eat each other alive. Watch some of the YouTube videos. I mean, it's bad. And we want them at the same level as us? They will kill us. They will eat us. A, a, cat, a cat will eat you if it can. There are two creatures that kill for fun. Humans and the feline community. Cats, lions, etc. The only two things on the planet that kill for fun. Um... I don't know if we want them to be at the same level, right? They can't be at the same level because they'll kill us. I read a book once. I know. I think I, I've said this on the show. I know, I know you read a book once and you're still trying to. Once. <laughs> I know you're once. still trying to use words from it that you learned. <laughs> yes. Um, it, was, uh, it was a corner that was a corner in the city of New York for 30 something years. He wrote a book. He had a whole chapter dedicated to pets. When someone dies in their house and they have pets, no one knows that they die. Basically, they're there until the smell makes people come. Um, a dog will sit next to its owner till he is famished, dehydrated, like on the edge of death before he starts to eat the owner. A cat will eat you as soon as you don't serve dinner. And a cat normally starts with the face. But a cat will, will start eating you day one when they're hungry. So know that, cat owners, that your cat will eat you if it can. They're a very efficient killing and eating machine. Yeah, it's a, a cat is a hunter. Dog is too, but dog is a little, yeah. little bit different. Um, yeah, so I just, I just don't believe in the concept of, of, of any animals, whether it's dogs or cats in particular. Those are the ones that get the most press for this. Uh, they, they don't have the same rights as a human. They certainly don't have the same rights as, uh, you know, as a child. Uh, they just don't. They are animals and... Um, are, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel like if I keep talking about this, I'm going to get myself in troubles because I might say something that I haven't thought through. Uh, but that's well, what I believe. I uh, think animals. I think animals actually have more rights than humans because we will, we will put a person into a wood chipper for violating for 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 hurting animals, but yet we'll give them a year and a half for if they kill some a human, or we'll let them out on no bail. No. Well, there is that too. Human. Yeah. If I mean, you do I mean, something to an animal, you're done. You know, we, we've come. We've we've move the line uh, quite a distance from uh, a point where basically you could do anything you want to your pets and nobody said anything, which I don't think was appropriate, to the point where uh, if, if you, I mean, it, it, just look at this Bill of Rights. I mean, listen to some of the things that, that are said here. One of the lines that really is just crazy to me, they're talking about cruelty. And the, 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 the representative that introduced this, Santiago, somebody, uh, Santiago's last name, he says cruelty can also be not taking a dog out and walking him, socializing him, and spending time with him. So at this point, they're basically saying that it, that the definition of cruelty to animals could include not taking your dog out for a walk enough, not playing ball with the dog or socializing with the dog, and not giving them enough love. Well, I don't know. Um, my father had a dog that was a very, very happy dog, and he lived outside. He was on a he was on a chain, had a house out there, you know, had a run so he could run, 
And he was very, very happy out there. Never had, you know, didn't, we get really cold in upstate New York, but this dog had the coat to deal with it. And, and it was a very, very happy animal and loved my father. And I don't know. So done a chain. Yeah, it was on him run. I mean, you can't let yeah. dogs run free. Yeah. I mean, that's against the law too. Yeah, yeah, he would be a he would be a dog abuser in Peter's eyes. Well, uh, now yes, oh, but my father back in yes. the like in the eighties when he had this dog, it wasn't. This was a hunting dog, and my dad didn't hunt, but this dog flunked out of hunting school, and they were giving him away. My father <laughs> felt sorry for him and took him. And uh, he was an outdoor hunting oh, dog, and I don't. The dog wouldn't have known how to how to act inside. The dog wouldn't have known how to serve, how to be happy inside because it wasn't his environment. Well, what if he was able to go in and out via a pet door? They have pet doors now. They install a lot of them. No, I know what pet doors are. They can but live inside and outside. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't work in upstate New York, Britt. You don't. You've never lived in upstate New York when it gets to be fifteen below zero. No pet door well, is going is going to work very well because. You won't be able to heat your house with the amount of heat that's going out that pet door and and the amount of cold that's coming in. Well, you have the double door. I okay, I don't want to talk about pet doors. Heated pet door. I want to thank um, Elf I want to talk about. Uh, for the I want cookie. to thank. Oh, is that what you're doing? <laughs> that's where I'm going to. Laura QAnon gave a can. Friendly Gator gave a can, and then Elf Spark gave a cookie with a little message. She said, "Thanks for the chuckle. My cat would love y'all to death. Almost 25 pounds." How the hell is a cat twenty five pounds? That's a heavy cat. Is a heavy cat. I want to. I want to just. Is it a, a main coon? I don't know. I'm I just wanna, asking uh, Elf Spark if they have a main coon. Yeah, Go I ahead. just want to. I want to just uh, address Brian here because Brian uh, in our YouTube chat says my animals are my companions, my friends. It's just how I am. There, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I didn't say there was anything wrong with that. I hope you don't think I did. I think a lot of people find better friends in their pets and their animal companions than they do with other human beings, especially dogs. Dogs are loyal to a fault. Dogs are, uh, you know, they they love you regardless. It's unconditional love beyond anything a human can do. Humans are too judgmental. Dogs dogs aren't. But that doesn't equate, that doesn't elevate them to human status in my mind. Not the same. Yeah. Wait, are you guys you calling? Did you guys call? That... I see, Brian, I guess they didn't want to talk to us. Did you call? I have, see, because I have these headphones on, I can't tell. I have to be able to see the visual cue. And I get talking and I'm looking this way. I may have missed the, the phone ringing. So if you were trying to call, call. I don't, I didn't see it. How do you feel about people that take their dogs everywhere, like to the grocery store? No, I'm not. Depot, I'm not okay with that. To doctors, I'm not okay with it. Listen, I don't understand that. Regardless of what you think of dogs and what their status should be, dogs will still go to the bathroom anywhere they feel like it. They'll still, whether it's one or number one or number two, they'll just do it, and they will eat disgusting things, and they, you know, they carry parasites. Even if, even if you are good about making sure they're clean, they still have parasites. So no, they shouldn't be in in restaurants. They shouldn't be in grocery stores. They shouldn't be everywhere. They're not. It's not appropriate. And you know what? If you want to take that dog and share every space that you occupy with that dog or animal, fine for you. But don't make me do it. Don't make me do that because I don't think it's appropriate. Right. Do you say these things just to get me in trouble? Is that what you're trying to do? It's like, say, like, make me answer these yeah. questions so I get you in know, trouble. We, we've never had this conversation. We've never gone down this road before. So I was genuinely curious what you think about it. I know that when I'm in Home Depot and I, and, and I, 
there's a guy in the aisle with a big effing dog. I'm like, is this dog going to bite me or not? I mean, I don't know. You never know what's going to happen. And I work for a living and I can't afford to be, I can't afford to have my hand have a big gash in it because I lose money. Because if I can't work, I can't make money. I can't feed my kids. But people want their animals with them. I don't get that. I, I literally, the reason I'm asking now is last month I was in a Lowe's and I watched a dog attack another dog with an owner. And then the owners, when they were breaking up, they got all chewed up. Yeah, of course. I'm just like, you know, and I, I just, I, I just don't understand that need. That's what they have parks for, and you have a home and property for. It doesn't, I don't know. It just, it, I don't, I don't like it. I just don't. I don't, I don't like, I don't like when they bring their, 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 uh, what do they call it? Their, their comfort. What is it? Comfort, a, comfort uh, animals. Comfort yeah. Dog? Is it a comfort animal? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Computing somebody animals? was, somebody was Man, trying to. Somebody was trying to get a miniature horse on an airplane uh, saying it was a comfort animal. So it doesn't yeah, stop no, with no, just exactly. dogs. And, you know, there are a lot of people that are allergic to that stuff. A lot of people are allergic to those things. I am. I'm allergic to cats. You bring a cat around me, I start sneezing like a hyena if, if, if hyenas sneeze. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Who do we have? Victor, Apple. Victor, what's up, my friend? Victor. A whole lot of nothing. Yeah? Where do you weigh uh, in on this Rush dog? Where, oh, you want to talk about Rush? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I first listened to him when I was a sophomore in high school. And it was yep. when John Kerry was running for office. And oh, he God. would call him Lurch. Yeah. And it yeah. was the funniest stuff to listen to, just hearing him crack on Kerry the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of Rush's real great talents was being able to pick on people and and make fun of them. And sometimes in a way that was so subtle that you had to be in inside on the joke to understand it. And the and the, you know it's funny. I was out the other day and on I can't remember where I was, but over the you know loudspeaker they had music playing and and the song uh was what's his name Frogman Clarence is it Clarence Frogman Henry yeah. something and it's you know ain't got a home ain't got a home you know that song which Rush used to play <laughs> as his homeless update theme do you remember that Victor yes I didn't hear that yeah I didn't hear that one but I I would catch shows here and there and it just got me so much more into talk radio yep. um, yeah. now I listen to coast to coast. <laughs> Now, Coast to Coast is a great show, too. And, of course, my other program, Beyond Reality, uh, was was very similar to Coast to Coast. Um, so I, I appreciate that as well. Uh, Rush did it in a way that he invented talk modern talk radio. He absolutely invented it. And every talk radio host that followed him owes something to him. And the funny thing about Rush's uh, sense of humor is that the liberals didn't get it. And the liberals would take him seriously, like, you know, literally. Uh, and he would be making some point using absurdity to make the point. And they would yeah. clip it out and say, oh, listen to what he said. Listen to what this guy said. And they just couldn't get it. They didn't understand it. And they and they didn't they didn't even try, you know. And it was just it's, it's unbelievable how how uh, the liberals completely mischaracterized him. Oh, it was so funny. They'd be so red in the face just talking about him. I know. But uh, I saw a meme on uh, Jack Posobiec's uh, Twitter, and it was Rush yep. Limbaugh giving the golden microphone back to God. Oh, that's that's when cool. When he got to heaven. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Talent on loan from God. Yeah. Yep. Man, 
That's uh well, thanks for sharing that, uh, Victor. I mean, a lot of us have a lot of fond memories of listening to Rush. And again, I just can't imagine how much fun he'd be having right now. It, it, we have, we live, we're living very serious times. I mean, we have some very serious issues. But Rush would be picking it apart, and he'd be making us laugh while he did it, right? I mean, he'd be making us chuckle about some of these things uh, because of how absurd they are. So, and that was his talent for sure. Oh, it, it definitely was. It definitely was. I I just love listening to him. A, a warm day, sitting out in the car, listening to Rush, eating lunch. It was you couldn't beat it. No. Like you'd be laughing, just everything. Yeah, and if I if I like have to be traveling somewhere and I and I get to listen to three hours of Rush, it, like that three hours just disappears. I've traveled. You know, you're, you're driving somewhere and it's an eight hour trip and you're listening to Rush for three hours. Those three hours just disappear. It's great. What are we going to say, yep. Britt? You're exactly. going to say something, Britt. I'm just going to ask Victor where he hails from. I am from North Carolina, the exact oh, center of North Carolina. Oh, cool. Yep. So, um, so I'm so like, like you, Britt. I'm on like... Twitter all the time. So um, we yes. follow a lot of the same folks. Yes, we do. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff over there. But you got to get over to Gitter and then True Social once it comes out. Although uh, I did hear Dan Bongino talking about, apparently they have the beta through social up and running, and apparently it's uh, really good. So cross our fingers that that can kill Facebook and Instagram. I'm hoping. I hope so. I hope so. I'm ready to be away from Twitter because just the cesspool of of stuff that's on there. I mean, there's some good, and and then there's terrible, and it's just like do do do, do the does the left not watch the news? <laughs> I know, I know they. Well, sadly, no, they do watch the news. That's why they think they're right. The problem is their news is propaganda. It's It's got to be. I mean, like, I can't wait until this State of the Union stuff comes out and, and the left tries to cover it up. And we watch it and see what he really says and knows what he really said. And they'll be covering it up for him. How much, gonna be bad. how much of those pharmaceuticals do you think they're going to have to inject him with to deliver the State of the Union address? I mean, we know he gets something on important uh, trips to the microphone. And I bet you this time they can't have any hiccups in that speech. So they're going to give him a double double dose of whatever it is. It's it's going to have to be a lot. Because yeah. um, he, he told the story of, Moving a dead dog out of, out of a woman's yard, right? When he was a council yeah, member, porch. and putting it on her stoop as a funny joke type of thing, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, I've wanted to clip and that it, that out and use it on the program, and I actually wanted to do it for tonight. I didn't get a chance to because talk about a bizarre story to tell. First of all, bizarre thing to do, actually, just a really nasty thing to do, but a bizarre story to tell when you're the president of the United States. That's not something you want to bring up. No, it's not. And they put a laugh track behind it, of all things. I'm like, how well, How is this funny? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it turns out but, the story's not even true. Oh, is that right? Is that for sure? Yeah, it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> It's insane. It's uh, I mean, we're living in a uh, clown world, as everybody says. We are definitely in a clown world. Hey, Victor, thanks for having the courage to call in, my friend. Thank y'all. Uh, anytime we do open phones, I'm ready for another conversation. Lo love it. All right, all right, buddy. Take care. Uh, yeah. So that's it's, it's that easy. If you want to call in, I've posted the number a couple places. I, I be, I'm a little hesitant because I don't want any. I don't want any trolls calling. Well, me. We just hang on. If we get a troll, uh, we just hang a, up. Yeah, on but, him. but, right. not, hey, but Victor, DM me on. 
but they're not that they're they're too persistent. I've dealt with tro- with on air trolls. It's a real nightmare, real nightmare. Well, then then we stop answering that night. You know, yeah. I mean, but who would troll you? I mean, you have such a full calm demeanor. I mean, your show's paranormal. I mean, why would they troll? You know, you? it's funny when I when I started the paranormal show as a nationally syndicated radio show on Westwood One Radio Networks. We used to get this troll that would call every night, and they would different voices, different people, but all they were all together. I found out later, but they'd call and they'd start telling some paranormal story because we always had people telling our, their stories. And then, you know, as they worked through the story, they'd get to the point where they'd unleash some flurry of profanity or something disgusting. And thank God I have the had the seven second delay so I could cut it off. But um, Long story short, I did some investigation. We found out, we found the number they were calling from. We've uh, traced it back to who the person was, and we found out it was an employee from one of the radio stations that was carrying my program. (laughs) So that person was an employee of the station carrying the program, and they were doing that, and they got fired, by the way. So don't try that. Yeah, that happens. Hey, Victor, DM me on Twitter, so make sure I'm following you, please. Yeah. Sorry, little public message there. Um, what else? I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I well, lost track. Okay, now the phone line's open. Someone else call in. Well, we have more than, more than one phone line, although I can, I'm only put one person on at a time, so like I guess that doesn't matter too much, but. Okay. Yeah. No, it was interesting. It, it's kind of nice to talk to some of our people that are in chat on the regular basis. Get yeah. Get a voice with the, you know, and hear their cadence. So now when I read Victor's stuff now, I, I, I will have his cadence to put with it. Kind of cool. It is kind of um, cool. What's your, what's your next story? Uh, so the DOJ, FBI, will investigate companies for illicit profits. This, too, should scare the shit out of anybody who is paying attention. The Department of Justice announced today that it will begin investigating companies for earning what it believes to be excessive profits amid, amid surging inflation and ongoing supply chain issues. The antitrust division would begin to deter, detect, and prosecute those who would exploit supply chain disruptions to earn what the department calls illicit profits. So, Britt, now the FBI is going to determine how much money it's okay for you to make if you're a business. And if you make more than that, they're going to come after you and prosecute you. How does that make you feel? Uh, How it makes me feel is that whatever they do is going to uh, make everything more expensive. So that's going to hurt. Thank you very, very much. And uh, number two, get out of the industry's ways, please, and that will solve your problem. And three, they're communists. We knew they were communists. When we voted them in, we knew they were communists. I mean, not we. We didn't vote them in, but, I mean, they stole the election, but whatever. Um, th- this is this is what happens. We are going the way of Venezuela. This is what – we are literally locked. If you read the history of Venezuela and the collapse of Venezuela – we are literally following the exact roadmap that they took. As a matter of fact, I think we're on the same freeway. I think we're on the same freeway Venezuela was on. And we're going right down the shitter with just like they did. It's going to be real. How bad do you think inflation is going to get? Uh, we're going to we're going to see fifteen percent. We're going to see we're already seeing fifteen twenty percent inflation. Nobody's admitting it, but we are seeing it. All you have to do is look at you know the price of things you go buy at the grocery store or the gas station. It's really that simple. Uh, buy try to buy an appliance, buy a car, buy a house. Yeah, we're at, we're at, we're at 20 30 percent inflation if you start looking at those numbers uh and as far as the difference between us and Venezuela the difference is Venezuela collapsing really only hurt Venezuela the United States collapsing is going to hurt the world yeah that's true that is true the world depression 
just the United States depression. My girlfriend who bought her house doing a little over two years ago, <clears throat> a little over two years ago, we just looked at it. It's appraisal via, you know, Zillow. It is up over $215,000 over what she bought it for in two years. So a hundred thousand dollars a year. Although most of the game. Yeah, but you know what, you know what, Britt though, really that's not that, you know, you, I know you guys live in a $4 million mansion. I know how you're living over there high on the hog. So that's really (laughs) not that much of an increase based on the, the, the $4 million purchase price. You freaking Hollywood types. Oh no! I wish I owned something. I don't. The only thing I personally own is <laughs> we don't need truck, to. We don't need, truck, we don't need to go on here. my back. You're, you're doing this voluntarily. And my trailer. You're doing this voluntarily. That's all I own. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. And I am fucking happy. Oh man, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah I, I would not own anything in California. You got to get the hell out of here. Intolerant. You're absolutely right. If the conservative makes an extra dollar, they'll go to jail. While the left can bring in a trillion dollars, no problem. That's the way it works. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. The way it works. Uh, I did want to bring up something else about um, about Rush Limbaugh because I meant to mention it before, and then Sandy in our Getter chat reminded me of it. But remember when Rush had that TV show for a while? Yes, yes. Remember that? It was great. Yeah. God. He was a little awkward so for TV. He he never looked comfortable yeah, on was. TV. He just didn't look comfortable. But I was thinking. I remember thinking yes. to myself, how does this guy? Do that, do such a, an incredible radio show, then go over to a TV studio and do this TV show. And but you know what? Now they all do it. If you want to make it in that oh, industry, he's... you have to do all of that. I mean, you know what my feelings are about Sean Hannity, but but he does it. Uh, you know, Tucker Carlson's yeah. doing his show, plus he's doing a podcast and these documentaries and all these other things. I mean, these people must work twenty two hours every single day. I, I mean, we work a lot, but I can't imagine working. All the time. I do right now. I mean, I do eight, ten hours during the day, and then I drive straight. Yeah, but home your Twitter, scrolling Twitter, does not count as work, Britt. That eight and te- eight to ten hours. Yes, it does. That eight to ten hours. Where is do not you think work. I get my information from? My my content for my show is pure Twitter and Gitter. Maybe hey. a little Bongino report. Hey, Drew. I think Drew should call in on the phone line. I think we need <laughs> Drew Thomas Allen is Drew at? is in Getter. He's saying hey. He's saying hey. Was he? Yeah. We're just having a little bit of a free-for-all here, Drew, just chatting about whatever comes to mind. We've been talking about Rush, talking about the DOJ. Let me put this headline back up because I don't think we've spent enough time talking about this. This is ridiculous. So no, This is insane right here, JB. This is We live in America. We don't have this problem. This is not what we do in America. We should have 42 choices of bread in stock all the time. Well, we did up until about a year ago. Uh, we did up until the Biden administration took over, and we did until trillions of dollars flooded our our economy and uh, just put everything out of whack. And we'd have even more of that if the Biden administration got its way with Build Back Better or some of these other outrageously obese spending plans that they keep throwing at us. Did you... S- did you, yeah, did you see that 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 photo I sent you of the gas? Uh, sorry, the, that photo I sent you of the gas prices out here. I did. Yeah, this is crazy. Let me put five, that up full screen. I paid, I paid five twenty nine today, five dollars and twenty nine cents for per gallon of diesel fuel today. That's what I paid. And that's in the Inland Empire where the pricing is a little lower. 
In LA today, I saw a $5.68 per gallon diesel fuel station. And that was in the shithole of LA. If you go into like Beverly Hills, Bel Air area, it's in the high sixes, low sevens now for fuel in general. Uh, thank you, Joe Biden. Thank, uh, you know, hey, yeah, this, this, uh, this, uh, this whole uh, move to green energy is really, really, I'm really loving it. We did a story last night about uh, a couple of energy experts, energy industry experts, talking about the fact that they expect uh, gasoline prices to hit about $7 per gallon. And the Biden administration couldn't be happier. The Biden administration has a lot of tools available to it to help alleviate gas prices. Instead of looking at those tools seriously and admitting that maybe right now, Regardless of what side of the climate change argument you fall on, maybe we shouldn't be doing this to America right now. Uh, instead of doing that, they are talking about doing things like eliminating the gas tax for a year. I mean, basically, that's a, just another form of us having to borrow more money and that we're going to end up having to pay back later. Uh and releasing more oil from the strategic oil reserve, which did nothing the first time they did that. And all that does is put us in a compromised position should we need to actually use that for a national emergency. What he could be doing is reinstating the uh, Keystone Pipeline, which did nothing to harm uh, those who say it was a, it was a sin against climate change. Uh, he could be allowing the federal leasing of, uh, of federal lands for oil and gas exploration that the courts have said he has to do and he refuses to do it, he could, he could allow that to take place. He could, uh, uh, there's so many other things he could do. Um, he could stop this, this ban on fracking. He, he, there's so many things that he basically eliminated with the stroke of a pen on the day he took office that have caused this crisis, and he refuses to undo any of them. Why? Because they really believe that this is the way to force people to sw go out and buy electric cars. If you make it so damned expensive for them to fill their tanks, they're going to have to reconsider. And they basically strong arming, strong arming them without making it a law that you have to buy an electric car. They're basically strong arming them into doing it. So this is kind of an in run around. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, this is the this is the soft the soft force, the soft enforcement. Do it. Do it in a way that. That doesn't look like that's what you're doing, but that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah, San, I was at Sandy. Yeah. Sandy says we'll, some places are charging five thirty-five a gallon for milk. Milk isn't oh milk God. the stuff that they have to dump because there's such a surplus of it. I mean, you weren't you saying that the wholesale price inflation is through the roof too? So now we have wholesale and retail, and what's the lag time between wholesale hitting retail? Um, Do we know? I don't know how that how that works. I do know that the latest wholesale inflation number inflation number was at about one percent for the month, so that equates to twelve percent a year. But it's accelerating, and you can always tack on some when it actually translates to retail inflation. So I mean that alone tells you we're probably at even at their numbers fifteen percent retail inf inflation. Uh, Drew uh, Thomas Allen asked if we heard the let's see did you hear the guy who could who wouldn't debate climate change on Rogan? I didn't. I've heard other got people that won't debate climate change. I've seen uh, climate change, uh, what, do you, what do you call them? Um, 
people who climate change activists. No, no, no. The other side. People who uh, who who uh, don't Niners. believe that climate change is is man made. I've seen them hold debates and invite people who do believe it's man made to come to those debates, and those people never show up because they will not debate it. They can't debate it because the evidence that they claim proves their case doesn't exist. We showed the the Time magazine cover just a couple days ago, Britt. That was amazing. Can you can you send that to me by the way when you have time? Yeah, that I will. That was amazing. I will. I mean, are you pulling it up right I'm, now? I'm because grabbing it. Talk yeah, about that again. I'm, I'm going to grab it right now. I just got to find it here. I do just not. Take me a second. Anytime someone says the experts, the experts, the experts, I just roll my eyes at them. I don't want to hear about experts anymore because they don't know shit. The experts are just guessing and grifting to collect a paycheck. They legitimately do not know what the hell they're talking about. I don't want to hear from them anymore. Go pound sand. Well, explain to me how in 1977, the experts, the scientific scientific community was convinced there was an ice age looming. And then, uh, how many years later? I mean, we, we did this math the other night. Uh, four, uh, 44 years later? 45 yeah. years later? 45 years later, they say, no, just the opposite is true. Well, what changed during those 45 years that made them completely do a 180 on this science? And secondly, how can anything within only a 45-year span be enough evidence to look at a global climate, an Earth's climate that, that, that does what the Earth's climate does, which is change all the time? Up, you've shown the chart, up and down and up yeah. and down. That's the way it works how could they possibly have any kind of evidence in that kind of change to justify a 180 in their position? They can't. And it wasn't just that one-time no. magazine article. Here's a New York Times piece. Scientists agree. The world is colder. Here's another Time magazine. The cooling of America. Here's science and mechanics. I always have trouble with this one. It won't. This one won't load when I do it for some reason. I don't understand why. Ooh. What is happening here? Oh, there it is. Uh, science and mechanics. Ep experts say a new ice age is imminent. So don't give me this garbage that suddenly you've got all this evidence that goes back, however long they say it goes back, that proves the climate is uh, warming. And not only is it warming, but it's warming because of man. Because you it doesn't change that quickly. You can't go back 45 years and say, oh, look, it was cooling. Now it's warming. No. Sorry, folks. You were lying then. You're lying Don't now. But but more importantly, on that on that first Time Magazine article cover page that you showed, mm -hmm. Frank left Mash, and we still don't know why to this day. <laughs> I don't remember the the episode. I remember Frank leaving Mash. My father was a huge Mash fan, and he watched, you know, he, he watched it every night. And uh, I I know the ep I know when Frank left, but I don't remember what his, what the reason was that he left. Maybe someone in chat will remember. Uh, Drew says nuclear winter, poor winter apparel brands when it became glow. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And then, <sighs> but the other one, okay, so look straight up at the center where it says beyond, God, it's always blurry for me. Yeah, it says beyond, beyond de, no, no, no. It says beyond detente, why we can't beat the Soviets. <laughs> Which again. Last I checked, the Soviets are gone. Not only did we beat them, we knocked them out of existence. Yeah. We collapsed their country. So again, the experts are wrong. Why do we listen to experts? Why anybody, anybody that brings up, well, the experts say, you know what? I don't want to hear about your experts. They're wrong. They're literally wrong. And the leftists cannot have an articulated conversation that's packed with facts. All their stuff is feelings and emotions. And that's why they will not 
go on Joe Rogan or any of the other ones. That's right, Drew. Uh, you know, you look at the you look at the Drew says Antarctica looked like Florida fifty million years ago. So who's to say what the right temperature is for Earth? Because it's been like. Drew just pointed out in chat, Antarctica looked like Florida 50 million years ago, and it's been covered with ice. So which is the right one? Which is the real Earth? Will the real Earth please step forward? I mean, how are we to know? We don't know. We are a blip in time. Humankind is a blip in time in the history of, of Earth. We are, if, if the Earth was a 12-hour clock, we are the last three seconds before midnight, if, if midnight is current time. <laughs> it's true. We are a blip in time as far as geological time goes. So we can't possibly have a handle on it. Um, oh, that's right. So Jim Bob says uh, Frank Frank went crazy. That I, I, I kind of remember that. Uh, Jim Bob also says the, uh, the uh, coming Ice Age was also reported in U.S. News and World Report and Newsweek. Yeah, they were all talking about it. Intolerant left, leftist says, the science changed. <laughs> that's what they say, right? What are we, Brit, <laughs> Brit, Brit, what? It's my favorite pastime in LA. We got another pursuit. We've had three tonight. Oh we had a motorhome. We had a motorcycle, and now we have another guy. The motorhome guy had a uh, an axe inside Home Depot, swinging an axe at people inside Home Depot. Runs out, jumps in his motorhome, and takes off. And our lovely officers in LA, they just stopped chasing him because they got bored with it. So they let a man go that was swinging axes at people. That's what we do in LA. But I'm addicted to police pursuits. I will watch them all day long. So I just thought I would share with you guys for a second. Yeah, oh, I don't, there you go. Uh, is that part of your eight hours a day work? You, uh, no, this, normally it's when I'm home and I'm prepping for the show that my daughter, my daughter is hooked on them too. So every pursuit that happens because she gets these, I don't know how these kids do it, but as soon as one's on the air anywhere in the United States, somehow she gets a notice and then boom, she texts me and then I'm stuck wasting hours <laughs> of my day watching or night watching it because I can't put it down because you never know what's going to happen. But I will tell you this, the best pursuits to watch are either in Florida or Texas. Those things are insane, and the cops run everybody off the road. In California, they're kind of wussies. Drew says, the uh, yes, Earth is 4.5 billion years old and based on 141 years of surface temp. That's right. So basically, we're talking about 4.5 uh, billion years of Earth time, and the scientists who claim climate change is real and it's man-made are basically giving us 141 years of evidence. So they can't possibly. And if anything, if anything, all they can do is guess at what's happening. They can't possibly know what's happening. And they're just using data. They're manipulating the data, as we know. Uh, Gregory Wright's own, who we had on the program, illustrated that. It's it's really an insane discussion. And the fact people are willing to change their standard of living and their lifestyles and give up comforts of, of modern life to fight something that doesn't really exist, thats it's insanity. It's absolute insanity. Yeah, I don't. What number breaking? What number? On. What number are you asking? Where we got that from? You idiots claim. Oh my God! Here we go. You idiots claims climate change is real. No, no. Climate always changes. That's the point. Climate always changes. Always changes. It just doesn't. It's not caused by man. That's the difference. And it can't be stopped by man. That's the difference. Uh, so is breaking. Saying that we're crazy, that wasn't that breaking, by the way. That that wasn't. Oh. You know what, Snipey, you you just misinformed. So, Britt, do you have that chart? Do you have the, the COT CO two well, chart? I, because I'm going this, to it right now. This is another example of just mis, misinformed folks. 
the carbon pollution has been going up from the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, it, it's, it's all hogwash. We are in a CO2 well, thank starved God it is. I know. Thank, no, no. Yeah, thank God it is. I'm scrolling yeah. for it right now. Yeah. How many billions of years? How did they determine that? Four and a half billion years is the age of the Earth. That is uh, what geologists tell us. Okay. There's that one you can talk about. So which one's this, this one? This is the Ice Age. This is the Ice Age human suffering uh, and, and, and retraction during the warm periods. We have the Bronze Age during the okay, war, the, the cold periods. Start, the yeah, snipey, snipey, start calling your names because that's all you folks can do is call people names. Thank you very much. You're obviously another idiot, so go crawl back in your hole and uh, repeat your nonsense. That's all we need. Here, here's the trajectory of CO2 from 140 million years ago. See the blue line. The blue line is the is the actual measurements. The dot, the dat, the dash lines are the average, and the red line across the bottom is the threshold for which we need CO2 in the atmosphere so vegetation can live. Vegetation needs to live so a we have oxygen. B animals can eat and survive and create the food chain, uh, and we are so close to being oxygen deprived or uh, CO2 deprived. We could collapse our uh, our uh, plants, and then we have no oxygen, and we all die. Right. So there's that. And then uh, and then we have this one right here. So this is what since 1659. This is the temperature. The temperature has been warming. So again, the the squiggly red li red lines are the actual measurements. The the dotted line is just the average of all of them. It's been an upward trajectory since 1659. Long before the United States was around, long before the industrial age, or uh, yeah, the industrial age, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But what's interesting is right around 1960, all of a sudden, the CO2 stuff starts going through the roof. So, but yet, but yet, we're still in a CO2 deprived, potentially CO2 deprived situation. So I don't know what to say to everybody other than we kind of need some damn CO2 or we're gonna die. Yeah, so uh, I, I can't. Some, uh, Vamanos Brandon uh, says, you guys are climate change deniers. Be careful. Be canceled. We are we're completely aware of that. And we're, we're not canceled, deniers. Man. We don't care. We are not deniers. We are, f we are uh, what would you call us? Fact-based observers. We are not buying yeah. into the hysteria that is manufactured for the intention of gaining power for the elites. We're not doing it. The, the, the no. real data and the There's real a, evidence does not support the garbage you're being fed. And I say you, I mean everybody, are being fed by these people who say climate change is an existential threat caused by man. It is not. It does not exist. Yeah. And here's the deal. So I, and I'm pretty sure JV's in the same boat, and probably everybody that listens to us in the same boat, we should not willy-nilly pollute. I am totally for not willy-nilly polluting. Right. Hey, Coal-fired power plants, the clean the, the brand new technology, clean coal-fired power plants are an amazing thing, and they are really clean for what they for the amount of energy they produce. Almost close to natural gas, not quite, but almost. But here's the deal: we have run all of our manufacturing out of the United States over to India, over to China, over to Pakistan, over to Vietnam, over to Korea's, where they don't have an EPA, they don't have uh, an OSHA, they don't they don't care. They pollute. They pour their trash in the rivers. It goes out to the ocean. Like not 
float that's the size of Texas out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean is from the Asian continent because we've sent all of our factories over there where they don't they, they can have child slave labor. They don't have to have any EPA. They just pollute, do whatever they want. They can kill people and they just, oh, fuck it, throw them out the back door, bring in a new worker. And then and then they ship it right to us. And because they're part of, what is it, the, the, the World Trade Organization? Is that what China became a part of? And so they don't have any tariffs. They don't have, they just send it right back into us. And we buy it as Americans. When, so here's the deal. You have a widget, JV. You have a widget that we're making in America and it costs five bucks to make it. That's your regulations. That's your payroll. That's all the stuff that goes with the EPA, the OSHA, all that costs five bucks. But hey, that same company can take it over to China and they can build it for $1.50 and then ship it back for another 25 cents. Now they're at $1.75. And we don't say anything about that. So they go over to China, they use slave labor, they pollute like motherfuckers, and they send it back to us and we stupid Americans buy it because it's cheap. So the factory in America that's being clean goes out of business. So we lose jobs and we're polluting like motherfuckers on the other side of the world. So what's the point of us doing what we do? We should we should put a tariff on China for every for that widget. Hey, you know what? You're since you have no safety controls at all, you're gonna get uh let's see, if we're 175 and over there, what's 175 from five dollars, JV, since you're good with math? 175 from five dollars, three twenty-five. So we're gonna put a three dollar and twenty-five cent per widget tariff on you until you have an EPA and OSHA. And if you do, we'll bring you down to the one. To, to our level and remove the tariff if you're being clean like us because then it's in, uh, it's a level playing field for the factories and businesses. But right now it's not. Right now the corporations, the big CEOs that are that are pro BLM, all this woke crap, environmental this, electric cars that, they are the ones that are taking the factory jobs out of America because of all of our clean regulations and employment regulations. They're taking them over to China, uh, India, Pakistan, etc., and they're making a fucking killing over there. Getting their $150, $150 million a year bonuses for the CEOs and the executives levels and polluting the planet over there. But then they're over here virtual signaling about how clean they are when they're just hypocrites. And people like you that want to say, oh, America needs to join the Paris, the Paris climate change thing, where America had to start doing this stuff day one. While Russia goes back to 1980 levels in 20 years and China doesn't do anything for 25 years. But America has to give up everything. You know what this is? This is a great reset because they want all of us living like the tools, the, the the citizens of China live, which is as slaves to the state to make the elites profitable and they can eat their, their caviar and steaks while we eat the bugs and live in the pod. If I had an applause button, I'd give it to you, Britt. That was very nice. Very well done. Uh, you have one. I also have to say that I'd be hitting that applause button for so many of the comments rolling through the chat rooms right now. You guys really get it. And I love the fact that Vamanos Brandon said uh, a couple things here that I wanted to uh, reference specifically. said another problem is young people who assume that their feeble short lives represent something significant. And that is so true. You know, you'll, you'll talk to somebody, well, climate change is definitely a thing because I remember when I was 25, we used to get a lot of snow and now I'm 32 and we don't get much snow anymore so they think that little seven years in the window of their lifetimes represents something significant when it relates to climate and the earth and it doesn't it's not even a flea on the hair of a fly's ass if or whatever it's not even it's not anything does a fly have an ass <laughs> I don't know. I don't please know. hair ass what <laughs> 
I don't know. But the point is, it is completely, it's not even a factor. You can't look at a seven-year period. You can't look at a 70-year period. You can't look at a 700-year period and have a complete understanding of what's happening with the climate and the earth. It's not enough time. It's not enough time. This is a, what, what is 1600 to today? What well, is, is look, this look, a look at the thing, year span no, right here? Look at the thing above the, above the line. It says 300 years of warming. Oh, 300 years. All right, here's 300 years right here. And it's all warming, even though we're up and down, even though we had a little mini ice age in the 70s. But as an average, we're still warming. I mean, this is the crazy one. This goes back. This one goes back. Ah, this one goes back. Uh, to two, 2000 BC before 2000 before Christ. So this is what roughly 4,000 years of coverage right here. And it goes up and it goes down and it goes up and it goes down and it goes up. Here's the deal, JV. This is what I truly believe. Could we kill the human race on this planet? Yeah. As humans, we could do that. Will we kill the planet? No, we're not going to kill the planet. Some kind of life is going to always go on. There was life on this planet before, before humans landed and there will be life long after we're gone off of this rock. Might be the cockroaches, but we're not going to kill this planet. Yeah, and, and and again, we talk about natural forces. I, I don't know how we've spent so much time talking about climate change last this whole this week, but we have. But you talk about natural forces, things like volcanic eruptions, things like the sun. The sun burping could destroy the earth. It could consume the earth. And Britt, you burp all the time all the time and just think That's how dangerous like, yeah. <laughs> think how dangerous that is <laughs> anyway the sun has far more to do with what what's going on in the climate of earth than anything the earth earth itself does so it's all it's all nonsense and uh, you know and you can tell it's nonsense because like you know who's who are the climate champions right now Al Gore what's he doing flying around in private private jets he's got like what 3 4 10,000 square foot homes he's not concerned about burning in, burning fuel not a, not a, nope. for a second so if he Obama's was Obama's bought beachfront property right if if they were really concerned with what was happening they would not they'd be walking the walk not just talking the talk to use a really bad cliche uh yeah what is what is drew saying what's not what's not bc i can't read the because there's a, a oh because it's, it's not bc it, because he's talking about bc it's now it's now bce because you can't say before christ you have to say before common era because saying before christ might offend someone who is non-christian that's so if stupid. you're offended by that go fuck yourself i know that's the way i feel and i'm not even <laughs> And I'm not even a religious person. I mean, no. I, I I was my mom was K through twelve uh, Catholic school, and the nuns beat the religion right out of her. So we weren't. I wasn't raised in an anti God house, but I was I was raised in a non God house. Um. So uh, and I have no problem saying before Christ, not at all. If you, if you're offended by that, I don't. You're listening to the wrong fucking show. Yeah, um, so Drew, yeah, go piss off if you think I should not say that. No, he was he was obviously pointing out the absurdity of it, and and it is absurd because whether you whether you're religious or not, the fact is the calendar that we use is based on the supposed birth of Christ. Whether that birth of Christ was real or not, I believe it was real. But let's say you don't believe it was real; it doesn't matter. That's the supposed that supposed date is is the basis of our calendar. 
So it doesn't really matter whether you believe it or not. It's the historical fact that that's how the calendar was created. So it's just stupid. These people want to rewrite everything. They want to they want to make everything generic, whether it's gender, whether it's religion, whether it's uh, race. Well, I don't know if they want to make race. In race, diversity is celebrated. and everything else, diversity is impugned. Yeah, well, it's also, I mean, if you go back and you read all the psychologists and the Mein Kampf stuff and the, you know, the Sololinsky stuff. Confusing people by changing the language is part of the process of demoralizing a society and collapsing it. I mean, they've literally told us what they're doing and they're doing it. And a lot of it is this critical race theory stuff and changing the language and you know the pronouns and not being able to know who is what and what is who and what you call people. And if you call them the wrong thing, you can get fired. You work at one of those kind of companies. I'm so glad I work for myself because I probably would have been fired a long time ago. <laughs> Sometimes I try to fire myself, but it doesn't work. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, that is a crazy fucking world we're living in right now. Yeah, Drew I said. I cannot believe. Drew Canada said he's a full Hitler. Drew said he's a he's a Christian asshole. Just in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> I guess I am too, Drew. I mean, I'm I'm not uh, you know I'm not a I'm not a go to church every Sunday kind of guy, but I believe and I respect and. Uh, and I also, you know, the other thing I th say about Christianity and, and religion in general, but Christianity specifically, first of all, it's the found, it's it's the basis for the founding of the documents in our, our way of life here, whether you're religious or not. Secondly, the teachings are actually pretty good teachings. I'm not going to vouch for the church itself, yeah. but the teachings themselves, you know, the kind of be, be kind to your fellow down. man, you know, treat the least among us. Thou shall not kill. Yeah. Treat the least among us as you would treat anybody. Do unto others. I mean, all those, those are really great lessons and that we are, we're, we're abandoning. And that's a real shame. Yeah, it really is. And and we're seeing, we're seeing the outcome. It's called Antifa. It's called, it's called all the, all the, um, and it's called crime. It's called people being yeah, crime. willing to swing a baseball bat and hit somebody, some innocent bypasser in the head with a baseball bat. It's and I'm not talking back, about Bob not, Saggett, by the way. Not I'm just not, the no, head. I'm not talking about Bob Saget. Oh, yeah, not Bob Saget. But the back of the head. Yeah. The back, I mean, from coming up from behind and, and full-grown black male men punching female Asian women in the face, in the back of the head, hitting them with with with, with bats, pushing them in front of uh, uh, subway trains. What is that all about? That is the lack of moral lack of a morality. moral compass. It's a lack of morality. Which, it's a la yeah, it's a lack of a moral compass comes from religion. Yeah, and and something's greater than man. And you know what? You might be happy to be the per the the person that was punched by you know an, uh, somebody unsuspectedly because recently we've seen uh, men follow Asian women into their apartments and stab them to death, and we've seen yeah, uh, forty seven times. Yeah, we've seen we've seen worse. We we've, we've seen uh, women being pushed in front of oncoming subway cars by the rate. It's unreal. The rape on that platform, the rape on the platform that people just filmed. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that is all lack of moral compass. Um, and also just mental illness. People just not being medicated because we just kick them out in the street. I, it's just insanity. I, I if, if anybody going to New York on vacation right now is outright crazy. You are dumb as a box of rocks. De Tocqueville said American democracy will last as long as there is American, there are morals and uh, without morality, the democracy can't stand. No democracy can stand. And we're at that. We're facing that right now. We're looking that we're looking down the barrel of that. Uh, our founding father said very, very clearly uh, it's because we're a good and just people that we can self govern. If we're no longer a good and just people, we can't self govern. 
That's and that's what they're hoping for. That's what they want. Yep. It's insane. Yeah, you're right. We need we need one of two things for for this country to succeed and stay alive. We need one of two things. We either need a swift, honest people running the country with a swift, brutal, straightforward justice system when people step out of line, or we need a strong moral compass, strong moral base. And right now we have neither. Uh, can I right say we have neither? Yeah, can I say one thing changing the subject a little bit? Because we talked about this yeah, uh, illicit want. profits uh, article. And one thing that's really good about what we do, Britt, is that we make no profits, so we don't have to worry about the DOJ coming after yes, us. We have no profits. <laughs> we matter, have no profits. Matter of fact, we should get <laughs> we should get a stipend from the government. We should it's get some stipend. subsidies. I wonder it's what we qualify for. Stipend. stipend. What did I say? Stipend? You always do. And we've had this lesson. We've had this lesson. This was one of our first lessons. Stipend. 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 <laughs> Why? Well, you know, but you're not the only person that says stipend. stipend. You're not the only one. Where did that come from? Maybe you're wrong. No. Well, maybe I am. I don't think I am. I don't know. I don't know. I words are my second language. Um. You know, I mean, I mean, if 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 uh, if uh, Black Lives Matter can get stimulus funds, and you know, Planned Parenthood got a lot of stimulus funds, why can't we get some stimulus funds? We should. We should apply for Independence Gang stimulus funds. Or or Drew Thomas yeah, Allen as be- our benevolent dictator. Yeah. <laughs> I think we do need we need <laughs> we need Drew to be the king. We need Drew to be king. Drew should be king. All hell the king. Yeah. It's good to be the king. Intolerant, did you get your shirt yet? Just curious. Oh, intolerant was one of our trivia winners, right? Isn't that how intolerant won the sure. shirt? Yeah. Uh, so, Britt, when I we just, before we started the show today, we said, you know, let's, we're going to keep it short tonight. Uh, everybody's a little tired. Here we, <laughs> here we are 90 minutes in. Having a couple rants down. Well, oh, my God. Well, you know, people are bored with us. People are bored. I'm, I'm bored with you. I can tell you that. Jesus, so bored with you. What? Can I tell you? I actually have one more article that I, I had had from earlier in the week that I didn't get to. King Drew and Senator Matt Couch. I like it. I like it a lot. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, I have to find this. Oh my! God. This was last night's show. Let me see here. Oh yeah. Okay. So this this I thought was an interesting article. So uh, Indiana teachers anticipate mass exodus from profession if the state passes anti CRT bill. And I have one thing to say about this: please pass the bill and please have half of those teachers resign because that would be a culling yes. of liberal teachers out of a, a state school dis- system that would be very, very good for the students. Please resign. I guarantee you, none of them will resign because none of them want to give up what is a very, very lucrative job. Yeah, where they get summers off. Exactly. And they get to indoctrinate. Not just summers, but every holiday, every about. every major holiday, yeah. and all weekends. Um, so, yeah. And if I was king for a week, I would cut all teachers' pay in half. So, JR is asking what the CPAC schedule and plans are. We don't know, JR, other than we're going to be there and we're going to be broadcasting. We're going to be doing a couple different things. We're going to be doing this show on a regular basis at normal time. In addition to that, we're going to be out and about and doing interviews, and sometimes we'll just go live with those interviews, and sometimes we will uh, we'll record them and play them during the show later in the day. Uh, but it's going to be kind of a uh, see as it as it happens because we've never been before, and we probably will be uh, kind of not starstruck per se, but we're gonna there're going to be a lot of people there that we're going to want to try to talk to, and a lot of our time is going to be spent 
introducing ourselves to folks and uh, trying to find the path to the right people so we can talk to them. They're going to be starstruck with us, JV. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, that's fair. That's all I'm saying. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna be people. They're gonna be people running around with whatnot signs everywhere, and we'll know there (laughs) are people. There are people. There are people. They are our people. Oh my god. Yeah, I have no idea what the hell we're gonna do. We're gonna land on Wednesday, and uh, it'll be what it'll be. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. We might be a little drunk. It might happen. (laughs) That'll make for an interesting show. Oh boy, yeah. Yeah. All right. I may not have pants on when I'm doing the show. Oh, why? And we'll be in the same room when that happens. You'll be able to see. I won't allow that to happen. Am I, is Brick going to wear a tie? I don't think, uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not bringing any ties. I'm not doing the tie thing. I, I One of the things that I promised myself when I sold my company the last time, the most recent time, is that I was not ever going to be in a situation where I felt I had to wear a tie just to impress people. I don't, don't care. Mm, I don't wear a tie now. Uh, I thought you were wearing a bolo. I might wear a bow tie. I'm gonna wear a bow tie. <laughs> That's what we should do. Wear bow ties. Bow ties Made with our, with our t-shirts. <laughs> Actually, that, that gets that, yes. that gets a little Chippendalesy. I don't think we should go down that road. But mm, no, probably not. <laughs> I don't have that kind of body anymore. Uh, the paranormal Never world of JV of and Britt will star strike the regular CPAC people. I like that, Victor. I like that. I like that a lot. Britt, hey, can I you get some stripper poles as in the I background? Can. Yeah, Britt will have stripper poles in the background oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. Now we're just we're just running our miles for the sake of running them. We all (laughs) Drew doesn't want us to stop because we're helping him procrastinate from writing. (laughs) Tuxedo shirts. That's what we should wear. Uh, What are you trying to write on, Drew? You know? Yeah. What's the the topic, Drew? Maybe we should write. We should write in real time. We should be. You should be writing down. Yeah. You know what, Drew? Drew, give us the topic, and I'll. I will tell you what you should write. Timothy Vega's bombing. Oh my God! <laughs> How dare you, Timothy Vay McBombing? <laughs> Timothy Vay McBombing. <laughs> Timothy May, yeah. Hey, I was tired. Timothy Vay McBombing. I was tired. Uh, any oh, look, beyond reality Drew's episodes? Not coming us up. This- uh, Stickman Mike wants to know if there's any beyond reality episodes coming. I've been seriously, <laughs> no, I've been seriously wanting to do one, and my problem is, as Brick can attest to. We are spending a lot of time putting this program together. I know tonight's like tonight doesn't seem like it. Look at him yawn as he tries to hide behind the move. <laughs> I'm hiding it. Stop it. <laughs> not well. I, mean, I can just do it right for the camera. Then you get all weird. You no, know, when then when I not weird, what I do is I clip it out and use it against you down the road. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, There's some of that. So there, no, no, there'll be show. We're we're in t- our intention, Victor, is to. Uh, do the program every night as we normally would. That's the intention. I would say the only day it might get a little iffy is Wednesday night of next week, um, just given the timing of Brit flying in and me arriving in Orlando and stuff. So, uh, but our intention is to do the show every night like we normally would. Maybe we'll get we'll get somebody to fill in for us Wednesday night. That'd be interesting. Who the hell would want to fill in for us? Yeah, it's a good question. We're we're we are such big shoes to fill. Yeah. Uh, so back to your question about uh, Beyond Reality, I've really wanted to do it, but we, we're putting so much time into this. It's really hard for me to organize it. Um, so, but it will, if at some point it'll come together, and uh, I'm hoping that you know be able to do. I'm, I would like to do like at least a weekly show. 
uh, for Beyond Reality. I'd like to do that. Uh, hopefully, I can pull that off. It'd be really helpful if we had a producer for this show, so it would uh, take some of the load off. Yeah. But yeah, but, yeah. We we gotta yeah. We're, we're a ways from that, unfortunately. Oh, you have to write about Hil- Hillary. So apparently, Drew's got to write about Hillary. Yeah, apparently, Drew has to write about Hillary, and then Sandy wants us to talk about Hillary. So Hillary. Um, so Drew, this is what you need to write about. This is what you need to read. This is what you need to write about Hillary, and this article will be your best article ever. So Hillary was this amazing human that was born many years ago, and she really shaped the world in a better way in her life. Um, she rid the planet of people who needed to be ridded. I think sixty-eight of them committed suicide just from being around her because they were bad people. So that was good. Uh, the, the election was duly stolen from her in 16. She was the anointed one, and she should have won. But evil orange man uh, colluded with, with Putin, the KGB killer, uh, to win. And, uh, you know, she's still fighting, and she has a chance in 24. That's what you should write. I like it. I like that a lot. Okay. <laughs> there you go, Drew. You can go to bed now. JR, the only indie gang con- contributor that has a producer is JR. Talk that is about true. talk about you know, silver spoon in his mouth. Yeah, you know, and mis- uh, apparently Jr. Mr. Jr. got in trouble by Mrs. Jr. because I saw some spatting going on Uh-oh. earlier in the night about something about his head getting too big as it is already. <laughs> He'll stop blowing it up. That's funny. I was Britt, You and I were talking about offering Jr. his own uh, his own show, like a fifteen minute uh, finance and politics update every day, Monday through Friday. Yeah. On the yeah, Independence totally Network. That. On the Independence Network, yeah. And then, and then Mrs. Producer could produce it. Make sure that he's staying on task and getting the stuff done. I like that. I like that. Work on it, JR. But she would have to stand over him in leather with a riding crop. JR's politi- finance and politics. 15 minutes a day. We need it by 2 p.m. every day. I like that. <laughs> Drew says, damn, I'll never be published again <laughs> after after copying down <laughs> Brit's Hillary article. Uh, I mean, can you believe this Hillary thing? Now, first of all, she's saying now that this uh, oh. discussion from Durham's information and all of that is just fabricated right-wing. Remember, she used this before. It's all right-wing conspiracy. Oh, yeah, all the right big wing right, right-wing. Yeah, and we're back to that. I think she thinks we want to date her. <laughs> she and AOC. Yeah, I cannot imagine... JR, you can take 15 minutes out, sneak into the bathroom, pull your phone out, do a 15-minute finance and politics segment, upload it. You'll be fine. Nobody's going to know the difference, and our and our audience will be very, very pleased. They'll probably like the echo. Yeah, and in fact, if you do it, if you do it right, you could actually do it on a Saturday. Do all do all five episodes on a Saturday, upload them all at once, and then you don't have to worry about it during the week. Uh, Drew wants to know if we think that people understand what Hillary did. No, no. Right now, it's still it's still too much no. in the weeds. But as this gets flushed yep. out, it's going to become obvious. And uh, th- there's there's not going to be any denying, other than the fact that media probably won't carry it, won't talk about it. But the the facts will be the facts, and the information will be pretty clear. And uh, it'll be understandable for anybody who cares to understand it. Yeah, the difference about this go-around is it is coming from Durham, which is official DOJ going through the courts, so it's not like it's uh, it's not like it's Project Veritas or uh, you know John Solomon doing investigative reporting, where the left will go, oh that's just you know that's a right wing whack job. Now this is going through the courts and judges and facts and you know being vetted and 
But yeah, I think I think she's the fact that she tweeted about it and she normally doesn't address any of this shit, but the fact that she addressed it means they're starting to freak. Okay, I go back to, I it go also back makes to, me wonder Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I go back I was, to I was gonna wonder <laughs> are people gonna <laughs> I hate this delay that we have. I wish we were in the same room. So for the people that are watching still, which is amazing that you are, there's a, a half a second ish delay between J V and I, so we tend to step on each other sometimes. I'm just curious, do you think anybody's starting to flip, which is starting to freak out the Hillary inner circle? Well, that's the whole thing, is that, th that Durham is saying that people are starting to cooperate, and that's where they're getting a lot of this information. But you go back to what Hillary said, one of those leaked emails Hillary sent to Donna Brazil, who was the uh, chairman <laughs> of the National Democratic National Committee, and she said something like, you know, they, we can't let these, these people win or we're all going to be hanging from nooses. Fix it. So she knew then. No, she literally said. Go ahead. She said, if you don't fix this shit, we'll all be fucking hanging from the end of ropes. There it is. Whatever it was. Yeah. 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 So she she knows she's freaking guilty. I'm, she's back at home, wherever she lives, whether it's in, in Westchester County, New York, or Martha's Vineyard, wherever the hell that she is. She's there laughing every day because she's gotten away with it this long. She should have been yeah. in jail for the it's emails, not, the, 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 the deleting the emails off the server. That should have put her in jail. But you know but you know what's crazy, JV, is how big the circle of people that were in on this. The three-letter agencies, obviously the Clinton campaign, the Obamas were in on it. Uh, there were Republicans that were in on it. I mean, this 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 web that Durham's going to shoot out is going to get – my prediction is there's going to be some people involved in this that are going to – whether they go down or not, I'm not saying any of them are going to get arrested and go to jail. I think they're all going to get away with it. But the information will be out there. I think there's going to be people involved in this. We're going to go, whoa, really? That person was sticking Donald Trump in the back because I think he had Judas's in the inner circle. Oh, I really do. He and I think he had a did. lot of them. Oh, he definitely did. I want to address something. Intolerant leftist asks, what does a podcast producer do? Well, a podcast producer mm. helps us organize the information we're going to talk about, put it into uh, a form that's easy for us to understand and be able to access, maybe collect some pictures and, and you know, that kind of thing that go along with the stories that we're talking about. That's kind of the thing. And then there's another, a different type of producer who actually runs the equipment so that all we have to do is worry about talking, uh, which is difficult enough without having to deal with all the equipment. And then we have to deal with the equipment. So, so there's a couple different versions of a producer. Yeah, and they all get paid very, very, very well. They get not. double what we get paid. Yeah, double. Yes, that's true. Double. <laughs> Negative money. <Come> <laughs> You know, yeah, my poor girlfriend the other night, she had no idea that I pay a monthly subscription to run the, for the software because you can't buy software anymore. Right. She was like, you do what every month? She was like, oh, and I looked at her and I said, how much is your cigarette and beer budget a month? Yeah, it's about what my, my, my this is my, my addiction. Right. <laughs> but she, she had no idea that we have to pay money for this stuff. She thought this was all free. Yeah. I was like, no, this costs money. All right. Well, no more. Don't give Drew any more uh, good ideas, Brick, because he's not going to give you any credit in his article. He said, "That's bastard. That's rude. That's rude, Drew. That's really that, that, rude." That, that was not. That was very uncalled for, Drew. Who's very uncalled? Think for. back. Think back to your political throughout your political awareness. Who is your favorite senator? Um, when did you like to hear just, speak? Uh, I mean, I loved. Well, he wasn't a senator. Fuck. Okay, so Senator 
like Rand Paul. I love listening to Rand Paul. Mm -hmm. Um, but he was his dad was pretty cool. He was. I really don't have a senator that that jumps out. Um, but Congress, yeah, Ron Paul was a congressman. He was never a senator, right? Um, but uh, but for for the House, I mean, Newt Gingrich hands down. I, I I could listen to that guy fucking read the phone book. Yeah. And tell us interesting facts out of the phone book. He was the the whole the what was it the New Deal America that they did the contract, uh, contract with, America. with America yeah yeah contract with America that was brilliant. Um, God, senators who who for you senator wise? Uh, I was trying to think as I'm asking the question. I'm trying, I was trying to think back of who I like. I don't. I it's really hard to come up with a senator. I do like Rand Paul a lot, uh, but it's hard to come up with a senator that. I have that kind of respect for. And hands down, it's Newt Gingrich as far as any member of the Congress. Um, by the way, Drew says we should spend one episode or at least time on one episode talking about how much work goes into a podcast. Yeah, I think that would be that would be a great conversation. I'd love to do that. Uh, Stickman Mike asked, yeah, why, don't, every day. why don't they have Super Chat on YouTube? The reason we don't have Super Chat on YouTube, Stickman Mike, is because we have been throttled at 900 subscribers since August. When we got our first suspension, we we grew, we're, we were growing about 150 subscribers a month on YouTube. We got our first suspension. We have not grown a subscriber since. We've gone up one. We've gone down one. We've gone up one. We've gone down one. Uh, that's what YouTube has done to us. And you need a thousand subscribers to get monetized. And when you get monetized is when you can get things like super chats. So they are not going to allow us to we get there. We do have super chats uh, on Rumble or whatever their version of it is, and then uh, Foxhole, uh, <laughs> you have a way of doing a, a you give pills over there, but you know there it's a it's a form of a super chat, and we can see that and filter that out. So like you know if, if anybody wants to ask a question, you know give us you know one hundred pills, which is like one dollar or something like that, and it shows up highlighted for us to see. Yes. Uh, you can just call in. <laughs> Drew, Drew uh, said, obviously, his favorite is Mitch McConnell, <laughs> which we know he's. Oh, my God. We know his tongue in cheek. Uh, Sandy says, Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan's a great fighter. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I like Jim Jordan. He, he's, yeah, a, yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a fighter. I know you like MTG. Um, you know, there's some like that. Oh, God, I uh, love her. Victor asked about Bob Dole. I don't know what you're thinking about Bob Dole. I, I liked, I respected Bob Dole. I, I didn't think he was a great no conservative. No, I didn't think he was a great conservative. I respected him. Um, he gave it his best shot running for president, but he was never going to win. The problem that I, the, the problem for me was senators in general. And it's because I think it's just my background. I mean, I'm a blue collar guy all of my life. And senators are very highbrow. I mean, that's the deliberative body. That's the, the, the suit and tie guys. That's the ones who, you know, uh, I'm more of a house guy, which that's where the rowdiness happens. That's where you get the more blue collar type people in now because they have to get elected every two years. And I mean, that's, that's supposed to be the house of commons that represent us directly type of thing. So I'm more of a house guy. Um, and Newt Gingrich, I, I don't know anybody that can hold it. I mean, there's a lot of good ones, but Newt Gingrich just, I don't understand. He was just the man. I don't know. It was crazy is he didn't win the first two times he ran for Congress. <laughs> Yeah, you know, for him to become what he did, and what he did, I don't know. I can't. Who else was? I mean, I like Terry Gowdy. Trey, you know? Trey, Gra he was, Trey Gowdy. He was good. Trey, I I'm sorry, Trey Gowdy. I like Trey Gowdy. Trey Gowdy too. I liked him a lot. And then I lost respect for him when he left 
to go chase the dollar at Fox News. Yeah. He was a fighter, well, and I felt I mean, like he was but, fighting for all conservatives, and he left Congress because he got it. I mean, he got. I mean, I don't. I don't blame him personally, but I lost my political respect for him when he did that, or some of it anyway. Well, he didn't go. He didn't retire and go straight to Fox. He went back home to, you know, be a lawyer. I don't think so. He felt he could do. More. I don't think and that's came, true. I don't think. It, I don't think it was. I, I th- don't think it was AB. I think it was. You don't. I don't know. I don't I, remember. No, I think. I just remember he was gone. I think the the, the timing was was. Pretty well. Uh, when can we create an app for Apple TV? I don't know if we can do that or not. I mean, I'd love to look into that. Thanks for pointing it out, Fiddy. Uh, you know, people, we're not here. We're not here. You know, we're here to talk about the things we want to talk about, regardless of how long that lasts. If if it outlasts people abil- uh, people's ability to listen, so be it. Uh, I'm not worried about it. Um, New Newt's World, great podcast. Trey, do you remember? Do you ever watch Forensic Files? Do you ever watch that show? Yes. Yeah, I'm a big fan uh, of friends. And Trey Gowdy was on several uh, of those episodes as as a district attorney talking about cases that he was involved in, which that's how I knew Georgia, Trey. right? Is he out of Georgia? South Carolina? South Carolina. I think South it was Carolina. South Carolina. Um, yeah, South Carolina. yeah, and then I saw, oh, he's running for Congress. So that's terrific. And then he got in there and he was a real fighter. And then he he let, he did resign and he he got a gig at Fox News. He does a weekend show there now, and he he was. I don't think his show is particularly good. I mean, I think his content is good, but I don't think he's a great TV personality. I just don't. I don't know. I, I guess I guess he's better than me, or I'd have a show on Fox News. But um, <laughs> well, he's got the connections. Yeah, David Duke. <laughs> oh, Robert oh Bird. God. Yeah, that's Biden's favorite for sure. Well, Robert. Biden's favorite for sure. He, he eulogized him. We do have the Roku know, beside, app. Well, we do have that? the Roku app, Stickman. We do have that. It's not. It's not quite Apple TV, but I, you can access it through Apple TV. On I think Roku can be accessed through Apple TV. I don't know. My my television has a Roku app endemic in it, so I can just click on it there. Uh, I do too. Now I'm not sure. I like Rand Paul, but at times I don't like him. Yeah. Well, Rand Paul. Um, he's a true libertarian. I mean, I think he's one of the purest. There aren't there aren't a lot of yes libertarians left that that actually have positions of any kind of power, and I think he is. What do you think about Tulsi Gabbard? Okay, so Tulsi, I like Tulsi a lot, and I think Tulsi would be a Republican if she did not live in in Hawaii. I think as a Hawaiian, she can't get elected to anything in the future without being a Democrat. So I think that's why she stays there because she never really has much nice to say about the Democrats anymore. However, I will say this: I don't think Tulsi, I don't think Tulsi is a world leader. I listen to Tulsi speak, and I think this it sounds very average to me. The things she I agree with her, but the things she say, says are pretty average to me. And I know this goes against the grain. I know a lot of people like Tulsi Gabbard in here, and I get it. I get it. However, I just don't. I don't know. She quite isn't quite at the level that I would expect. That I would I would look to for somebody who's going to be a next real, you know leader of our movement. Tulsi's problem is that she would be a moderate. She would be. a middle of the roader type and you can't if you look back at the really big leaders there they were one or the other they weren't really middle of the road that's my fear with tulsi is people have this this they got her on a pedestal right now but what would she do if she was actually in power like if they if she was the vice well, president i think she do, she i think the, you know i think she'd be okay i think she'd be a lot better than than much of what we have i just don't I don't elevate her to the level that a lot of people are elevating her to because I don't think she's got those goods. I just don't think she's quite that talented. I think she's good, but just not quite that talented. Um, 
Good night, uh, Apple Goat. Good to see you. Thank you. I appreciate you being here. Barry Goldwater. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not saying she doesn't make sense. I, again, I'm not. Listen, I, I will say it again. She's better than, than so many of what we have. I just think she's being, I don't know. She just seems to be being elevated to a level that she's not quite prepared for. I don't think she's quite prepared for that yet. Nick, Nikki Haley. I don't like Nikki Haley. She's definitely not on my list of people I'm a fan of. No, she's too uh, She's too chameleon. Whatever she can do to get to closer to power for herself, in my opinion. <laughs> remember the days of remember the days of Strom Thurmond and uh, oh my God. some of these old. Remember Trent Lott? Whatever happened to these guys? Trent <laughs> Lott, Strom Thurmond. Oh, I know he died, died but uh, did Trent Lott die? Is he dead? I don't think so. Remember Senator no, Dan Quayle? Brent. Oh my God. <laughs> She has the goods. Yeah. Well, she, she's got those goods, Stickman Mike, for sure. Um, remember Phil Graham? I liked Phil Graham a lot. I don't remember. From Phil Texas? Graham. I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He ran for president a couple times, but he had that that southern drawl, and he, he never really could get, you know, pe that people are kind of prejudiced about that at times at that level, and I think that's really what hurt him. Not to offend any of our Southern drawl folks. I love it. I'm just saying I think it hurt him in politics at the time. Crazy. I can't. I'm just like drawing a blank. For Phil Graham, you are? Definitely not a fan of Lindsay. No, or no, just no. people just in, in general. general of, I mean, yeah, you, you read about the Southern drawl. Oh, it was great. There's some, like like Tom Cotton or or Josh Hawley or now they're starting to come back to me. I mean, we've got some great ones right now that are that are really fighting the fight, but... Our good friend Matt Matt Couch does not like Tom Cotton at all, and I'm I, I we haven't had the conversation yet, so I'm not really sure what his reasoning is. But he really is not a fan. I always thought Tom Cotton was one of the better ones. I like Josh Hawley a lot, um, but it really it really uh, I mean, uh, what's it? Ron Johnson, he's pretty good. It's, the list is short though. The, the thing is, you know, what's weird is that I'll hear senators' names or even congresspersons' names, and I'll think to myself. Why have I never heard that name before? I mean, so many of them are still like kind of anonymous, and I don't really know anything about yeah. them. I don't know their how they stand on things. I don't know how they would stack up against the ones that we do know. It's kind of weird. All right, I think I think we need to call it. Um, I'm going to get myself in trouble if I keep saying stupid things. So it's probably probably a good time to call it. <laughs> you might want to delete all these shows. <laughs> so you agree they were? I mean, stupid think about things. it, JV. Think. No, no, think about it. All this, we've put out a year's, roughly a year's worth of shows. And what's going to happen 15 years from now? We're still running our mouth, and they come back to this time. And they go, oh, you said cotton. Yeah, well, I know. We're not allowed to say cotton anymore, you know, because of, know. you know, do we delete them so that we don't get, so we don't get, uh, you know, J Joe Rogan or, you know, insert whatever name of something somebody said many, many moons ago? Yeah, I know, and I, I, or do we just, be, do we just become Democrats? Uh, I don't know. We'll I could, I, yeah, I could never do that. But I will say this: I've said it before. I just don't. I just won't accept it. And if people cancel me, cancel me, and it, I'll still say what I want to say, and I'll still do what I want to do. And if that, mean, if no one will listen because of whatever, that's fine too. I don't care. John Edwards, there you go. John Edwards, oh, John Edwards, hiding in the bathroom. And Sandy wants to know yeah. what happened to Diane Feinstein. She's not well. She is not well. Yeah. Seen her lately. She's here in California, very, very old. 
she just looks horrible. What happened today? They were gonna re- they were gonna defund they were gonna defund the uh, the uh, all the money for the, uh, the the mandates the jab mandates and three Republican Romney Graham and one other one didn't show up for the vote so we lost. Did you see that today? No, I didn't. They were gonna we were gonna def- they were gonna defund all of the mandate stuff from Congress. Apparently, it was in the Senate that was doing it. So does that mean it passed the House? I don't know. But we had three Republicans no-show the vote. Romney, Graham, and one other one. Someone was in Israel. And then the other two, they voted earlier in the day, but they didn't come back for that vote. And it's like, really? What What is it with Republicans shooting themselves? I, I don't get it. We have John McCain with the Obamacare repeal just because he didn't like Trump. Puts a thumbs down and says, let him fucking be successful. You know? Yeah. What now, is it with the Republicans being Republicans, the Democrats would never do that, man. Yeah, Republicans are are frequently their own worst enemy, and that's a real shame. Uh, listen, I do not I don't I don't begrudge anybody from see, I'm getting tired and you're making me say things that I'm gonna get my, that are that are that I don't really I haven't thought through. But I don't begrudge anybody who has principles by standing by those principles. But I think one of the things that our Republican officials have to remember is you Mitt Romney, you may represent Utah, but you also represent represent every single Republican in, the, in this nation. And you need to remember that. And you need to act accordingly. And Mitt Romney, you asked for every single Republican's support when you ran, ran for president. So you, you, can, you have no authority to betray them now. You need to listen to what conservatives are saying. And you need to recognize that you may have a different opinion at a certain point, but you have an obligation to the, to the people who supported you or that you asked for support from when you ran for president. And abandoning them is not, is not acceptable. And that's what these folks are doing. And it's just, it's, um, and it's the worst kind of betrayal. Show up and vote. It's, be, it's being betrayed by your own people. I guess that's what the definition of betrayal is. So, see, you're making me say stupid yeah. things, Britt. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Words are second language to you. Well, and, and if you don't want to vote, show up and vote. That's what we pay you to do. Show up and vote. That's yeah. your job. Well, so I, you should have voted no. So yeah, then we know what right, you think. Right. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm anxious to find out a little bit more about this so I know what, what exactly happened because um, I hadn't heard that. So we flesh it out a little bit. All right, Brett. Let's call. It's been two hours. We've been this this. Let's do a short show tonight. Has turned into our longest show in in months. So. Well, that's because you have no control over me. <laughs> I don't. You've wa- lost complete control. I have lost control. I have lost. It's like control. it's like you just said. It's like you've taken your hands off the wheel and you're saying, Jesus, take the wheel and whatnot. And this is what you got and whatnot. How dare you? All right, guys. All right, let's get the hell out of yeah, here. People, let's... smash like buttons. <laughs> um, you know, uh, make sure you're, 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 you're subscribed to multiple platforms because we never know where we're going to be at any given time due to uh, bad software, stuff not starting, or we're getting nuked. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you're on Rumble, please smash that Rumble button. That helps us a lot. And, uh, yeah, Piles of Gold would be amazing. And we'll see everybody tomorrow night for the Independence Gang, 10 p.m. Eastern on all of these same platforms. Take care, everybody. Thanks for being here.